This episode of the podcast is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Ladies and gentlemen, please go to Built.com to try out some of the most amazing protein bars that you will ever have in your life. They have many different flavors. They help me out when I wanted to get in shape, lose some weight, and never, ever sacrifice taste and flavor. Please go to BuiltBar.com. And I got some good news for you. If you use our code vom show you will have a huge discount on any purchase no matter how big or small the purchase is you will save some damn money on the most amazing protein bars that i've ever had in my entire life built.com b-u-i-l-t.com and use our code vom show to save some money on an amazing product on with the show <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's another episode of the often imitated, never duplicated Voices of Misery podcast. And of course, I'm the nerd, but today's a little bit different. My wife's not here today. She's on location. I know she just came back for one day after taking a day off. I don't know what's going on with her, but you know what? Instead of me doing a solo show, I decided to call on a friend, a really good man. His name is Rob. Uh, he has one thing, though, that I'm going to get into him with in a little bit. But I do have against him. I think this guy's perfect. Except for one thing that we're going to get into later, just a little character flaw. But this man's a host of two great podcasts. My personal favorite is Random Ramblings with Rob. And uh, his name is Rob, of course. I mean, duh. How you doing, bud? Man, I am doing well. How about yourself? You know what? I'm telling you, I'm on these new edibles today. And can't you tell I'm pretty lit up? But I'm also lit up because you're you're here, man. Thanks for coming on. I'm really excited you're spending some time with me today. I'm happy and sad at the same time. I'm happy because you're able to take in some edibles and just like, just go with your third eye into another journey and stuff. And I'm just like, I can't have none of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember last time when we were on your show, this was, um, what, how long has it been now since we last talked? Hot minute. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's been at least a year, way too long in my opinion. Um, I, I was a drinker back then. I was drinking alcohol. Much, Which much I am doing different. right now. Oh, oh my goodness. You haven't given. All right. So you only drink the finest because we're going to get into that. This man, Rob here, if you people don't know who he is already, is very rich. Okay. And I'm going to be very jealous <laughs> of all the nice things he has. Mm. <laughs> but it's great though, because now, like I was saying, I was, I was drinking before, you know, and now I've found these edibles. I'm just very happy all the time and just, just, just loving life and loving. I, I found God. In the edibles. I did. I, I did. I found God because of the edibles. It helped me open up my mind. That third eye you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. had this moment, man. You know, I, I would much rather have edibles than drink this lovely drink that I'm drinking right now. So why are you drinking? Because I can't have edibles. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why can't you have the edibles? Is, is it because of work? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's illegal in Texas and my job does not allow it. So it be what it be. Well, look into this stuff because this stuff that I'm using, it's not exactly the uh, regular THC. It's not like the pot that you would go buy off the street, the stuff that you got to run when the cops come, you know. Mm-hmm. This is actually legal in my state. And in my state, South Carolina, you can't buy weed. Weed is illegal here. But you could buy this stuff called Delta 8. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That stuff is phenomenal. It's basically like a like a different strain of it, right? That they use. Mm-hmm. And it, it has all the same effects. Like I am completely on cloud nine all the time. And it's, it's just like a little workaround. I don't know how they snuck it through, but they got it through legislature somehow. So this stuff can be legal when the other stuff isn't. So you should check it out, man. I was down in your neck of the woods in September. I was uh, around the Hilton Head area and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we went to Savannah and everything to the birthplace of my, my youngest child. We, we took a trip to take her there because she was only born there. And she, we stayed there with her for about maybe a year or less before we moved. So she never really got to know the birthplace and everything. So we took her there and just showed her around, showed her where she was born and where we used to live and all kind of shit like that. Okay. 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 You, I mean, I'm a little disappointed to look me up. I mean, I could have swore I told you I was in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. Man, we went to Myrtle Beach for our... One of our anniversaries. I don't remember which one it was. We, <laughs> we stayed out there and it was a lovely time. That was the very first time in my whole entire life at the, up to that point that uh, I had ever had Chipotle. I never knew what Chipotle was. It was my first time having it. And that genesis for me was in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. What did you think about Chipotle? Because my wife loves it. I, I, I love the shit out of it. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a converter. I'm a converter. I used to dag on when you went there for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Burrito. That's all I get. Just burrito. Pack that bitch full of stuff. And if you can, if you had the technique to roll it, I, I would tip you if you did it proper. Like, but over time, uh, I have converted from the burrito to the bowl. Okay. So I, I'm just like I'm a bowl guy now. I got to get the, the burrito in a bowl. I can't get the wrap no more. Well, you got to eat like a gentleman. You're an old man now, aren't you? Yeah, man. I just turned 40. There's, oh, oh, my goodness. Me, me too. It, it's coming up this summer. This summer, man. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's happening. So how, how do you feel? The same. <laughs> you don't feel any type of way? I, I, I'm, I'm horrified, Rob. I'm telling you, man. It keeps me up at night. I'm thinking about death all the time. I'm freaking out. Yeah. So, so this is the question I have for you. So are we over the hill yet or when we turn 41 we'll be over the hill because uh 40 would be i guess the middle because i mean typically you can have you have 70 to 80 years of life i would like to swing toward the high end of 80 so 40 (laughs) would be the middle Mm -hmm. so you would be at the top of the hill so i guess 41 would be over the hill you know what it it probably is but i mean your mileage may vary man like i have one person in my family on my dad's side who made it over the age of 80 everyone else like it looks it's looking like i'm gonna die in my 60s bro i don't think i'm gonna make it that far well let's be optimistic but shit my dad (laughs) my dad is uh 90 and my mom just turned 80 last month oh my goodness so yeah you gotta yeah if i were you i'd i i probably feel pretty good about that yeah so i'm i'm at the age to where my mom was getting ready to have me (laughs) my mom was a late bloomer with me too man she she waited till she was 37 yeah (laughs) but shit i'm the last of six on my mom's side but i am the last of 13 on my father's side (laughs) oh my goodness so well, I'm, you were born and raised in the South, right? Because that's what they do down here. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then shit. My dad was born in what thirty two. My mom was born in forty one. <laughs> so I mean, hell. I mean, he didn't have all those mm-hmm. kids with my mom. I'm the only one between my mother and father. Okay, but my father had twelve kids with one woman before my mom. <laughs> so it's just like Oof. shit. Yeah, get off of that lady, dad. <laughs> That must have been really interesting because, like, you know, you you're, you're around his kids and they're already a family, and then it's like, wait, who's this outsider with this woman? Did you exactly. feel that resentment? Did you do you get that? Well, I mean, I've only grew up because since there's such a big age disparity or whatever, I've only yeah. grew up with two of them in the house, the two youngest ones on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was already out the house, had a life, had kids, a job, a career, and shit. By the time I come around, okay. you know, so. I never really met too many of the ones on my dad's side. Yeah. But um, I mean, the ones that are closest to me are the ones on my mom's side. So it's just like, yeah. My, I grew up with like my nieces and nephews that are my age and older than me. Some of them have babysat me when I was a baby, my nieces and nephews and shit. Damn, man. It's so similar. Our stories are my, I, I grew up, my niece was a, uh, only a couple of years younger than me because I was the youngest of all the kids and it was the same thing. My mom, uh, my mom met a different guy after she separated from their dad. Same shit. Dude, I have a nephew that is literally one day older than me. (laughs) Wow. He was born March 28th. I was born March 29th. I mean, really, it was just, it's not even a whole day. It's like a couple of hours apart. God damn it. Now I know you're Southern <laughs> saying some shit like that. You got a nephew older than you by a day. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but I got um, shit. I got yeah. I'm on the verge right now of being a great, great, great uncle. Jesus. So there's my, a lot of love in that family. Yeah. So my, <laughs> my, my nieces and nephews have kids and their kids are getting old enough to where they can have kids and shit. So it's just mm-hmm. weird. Mm. Now, I want to talk about this Instagram page because I've been following your Instagram, right? I mean, I've been following you for I don't even know how, I know how long. Even before we, we went on your show a while back, I was following you. And you post this stuff that I got to ask you about, this uh, Choices Were Made segment that you got. Oh, cracks man. me up every day. I don't, know, I don't know why I started doing that. I mean, I, I, I'm always notorious for doing the Walmart logs or whatever. I would always uh-huh. go to Walmart. That's how I promote the show. I would go there. And, you know, do my daily task and promote my podcast and everything while I was at Walmart. That's but, genius, man. There's a lot of people you see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, what started with the choices were made. I went down the aisle one day and it was just like, I think it was probably one of the most crowded days of, of that time. That's what made me wanted to record and document this shit because I've never seen nothing like this. There was like baby clothes and medicine, <laughs> all kinds of shit in the alcohol aisle <laughs> that was nowhere near proximity of the alcohol aisle. So they went to clear to the other side of the goddamn Walmart, grabbed shit, came to the alcohol aisle, and just left it. I don't know particularly if they chose alcohol over the item that they had previously, but that's kind of what I put together in my mind, you know, because motherfucker took a 35-pound dumbbell all the way <laughs> other side by the garden section and brought it all the way to the other side in the deli section by the alcohol and left that bitch. <laughs> so I don't know what the, I don't know. You, you carried, you lugged 
a 35 pound dumbbell. I mean, hell, maybe you put it in the basket and brought it over there, but still you had this heavy ass shit in your basket or in your arms or however you've transported it to the other side of the store and fucking left it there. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wouldn't think he's a dumbass though, because he got a free workout courtesy of Walmart. I mean, he, he got that thing and he walked it. I mean, that True. that's pretty impressive. One of the wilder things I seen was a, a fucking tow hitch from the automotive section inside the freaking ice cream freezer. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. What's yeah. the purpose of that? I don't know. I mean, that was the choice that was made <laughs> <They> <laughs> took it from the from the back left of the store and brought it to the forward right of the store. That's how I kind of that's my directionals of, of the store. <laughs> Now, you know what would be sad is if you went to the beer aisle, right, and, like, you're cleaning up or whatever you're doing at work, and you look over and you see, like, baby formula or diapers, mm-hmm. and you're like, this son of a bitch, man. Especially now with the, yes. the, the formula shortage and everything that's going on and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That would be some harsh yeah. decisions. I tried to put a, put together a story one day. It was just, like, they had a cookie cake there, some uh, other party favors, and some you know, just a whole bunch of random shit. And it looked like it was for a child's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And all this shit was just left strewn about the alcohol aisle. And I was just like, damn, you said fuck that kid's uh, celebration or whatever this was supposed to be for. You just in favor <laughs> of the alcohol. Yeah. Oh, man. So what's the craziest shit you've ever seen at Walmart? Because I used to work at one. And mm. I had seen like human beings like the size of elephants on top of these like those motorized carts. Oh yeah, that's always been the thing for me. Yeah. And there was like a trail of piss following this one woman one day. Oh no. As she was driving it, she went around the corner, right? Because I used to work at the electronic section. She went around the corner and I just looked down. I saw piss and she kept driving. It was just following her, dude. She had like fleas, flies all around her. She oh, was yeah. like disgusting, bro. That's so, the best thing I ever seen. What about you? So like for me, I mean, I'm I've never I guess <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. I don't think I've been fortunate enough to see any wild shit or whatever. Cause I mean, you look on the people of Walmart and all these other things. Yep. And I know mileage may vary for you because when you work there, you had to be there consecutively for hours and hours on end. I'm just there in a, you know, limited capacity. You know, I pop in, get what I need or whatever, and then I jump out. So I, I I'm probably five minutes after I leave, some wild shit might have happened. So mm-hmm. but I've never really experienced anything like really wild but what i do enjoy is when people do see some wild shit or choices that were made inside of walmart they send me pictures and dms and stuff so i appreciate that <laughs> so this thing's blowing up over there i like it just a little bit i'm tr- I'm trying to tap into the tiktok market or whatever because that seems to be the place to do a whole bunch of shenanigans and people be like oh and all this other crap you know what tiktok is one that i just couldn't get into i'm just i don't know if i'm just you know just too old at this rate or i'm just not caring about this stuff well see instagram is my jam is it's like yeah the thing that i've done the most out of all the social media that i've ever had in this over six year podcasting journey mm-hmm. so that's what i'm comfortable with but now i i look over at the tiktok and the popularity that is gaining and everything and with even within TikTok, it has the same features that I'm using that well that they're forcing me to use on Instagram, you know, because of TikTok. So with TikTok, I can do the same thing that I do in Instagram. And TikTok has the functionality to where like once I post a video, it'll automatically send it to Instagram. 
So it's like I'm killing two birds with one stone. Whereas into Instagram, if I wanted to do it in reverse, like take it from Instagram and put it in TikTok, it won't allow me to do that. I would have to manually download the video from Instagram, then re-upload it into fucking TikTok to where TikTok was like, here, player, we'll do it for you. <laughs> oh, I, you see, that's the reason why I like Instagram because Instagram, because I'm more active on Twitter because I get into the politics and shit like that because it's been a crazy couple of years, man. We can get into that too. Yeah. But for sure, like Instagram will let you, if I post something like, hey, check out the show, this is the episode we just put up, I can I, I can select Twitter and then it'll post Twitter. So I, oh, yeah, yeah. I like that there. functionality too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we might as well just jump right into it. I mean, the past couple of years has been shit. How, how the hell you guys been making out so far? I mean, we've been fortunate enough to still be working and everything. So that's cool. My job has been kind of up and down more in the up than it has been down. So I can't really complain. Yeah. Um, my old lady's still working and she might be getting a promotion. So that's awesome. Congrats. Um, both of my older kids are out of the fucking house now. I'm stuck with this uh, little demon spawn of mine until 2028. <laughs> you got the day marked on the calendar. Yep. May 24th, 2028. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it, I know it's in May, but I don't know if that's the exact date, but I know it's 2028. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, then we'll be kid free. I mean, when the, when the boy, my son, he left when he graduated and moved. Um, my wife, said it that day she's like you know what we could have been kid free right now I was like, but hey you wanted me to pump you full of semen so well, i mean that's yeah. kind of how it goes right yeah. so wait you must be a biologist then because you just explained how babies were made and it seems like we forgot how the hell that happens oh yeah that <laughs> is true and mm, some people want to forget how they're unmade as well. Mm, yeah, you live right there in Texas. For those people that don't know, you're still in Texas, right? You haven't moved mm-hmm. or anything? Okay. Yep. So how how is the atmosphere down there right now? Because, I mean, you are like dead in Republican territory right there. man. I mean, it's all over the news and everything like that, which is something that I don't really partake in the news. I mean, but smart, um, smart man. And it's just like I live in my own little world bubble. So it's just like all that shit that's going on out there is like really of no concern to me because it doesn't directly affect me. I know that sounds selfish, but it's just like, no, I don't give, I don't give a fuck. I mean, my wife already got a hysterectomy. She ain't having no more kids. Yeah. I, I ain't trying to have no more. So, <laughs> fuck. Mm-hmm. but no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But it, it is weird to tell somebody that they can't do this thing with their body. But at the same time, it's just like you're, preventing a life from being brought into this world to contribute or i don't know take away from its resources i don't fucking know yeah you should be able to have the choices the bottom line but hey that's not me you know what you basically say my exact sentiment on the whole thing i've been preaching this on the show for not even how many weeks now since this whole thing became an issue again with the roe versus wade Mm -hmm. It, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't see why people get so riled up about it. I mean, if, if some woman across the country kills her baby, it ain't my kid. I mean, she has to deal with that grief, not me. Yeah, it, it's it's on her. I mean, it's between her her and God. That's yeah. it, nothing to do with me. Yeah, they talk about it heavily at work, which to my dismay gets on my goddamn nerves. Yeah, they they just don't know how to let shit lie, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they they the people's opinion there is God. Sometimes it's just like. 
this is what I think, and this is what we're going to talk about all goddamn day. And then it's like, nah, I counter that opinion with this opinion, and my opinion is valid. And I was like, oh, shit. And I wish mm-hmm. I could put headphones in, but I got to be alert. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm That's what makes you a good host, man. I'm telling you, that's what makes you a good podcast host. Podcast host, because you stay out of those conversations because you know people like that can't handle those conversations. That's why you know what kind of medium you can you can have your your outlet. Come on here, my outlet. We can have these kinds of conversations because we know how conversations go. We we can have these conversations and debates and talks. If you do this at work, they'll freak out. Yeah, depending on what it is, is like I'll jump in there mm-hmm. just to be the disruptor of all the things. Because like I, we have a guy there. Um, I guess something popped up on TV that a, a a kid or somebody it, it was a tattoo commercial or something something having to deal with tattoos. The TV was on mute. I don't know what the fuck the concept. <laughs> but motherfuckers had tattoos all over their neck and face and arms and all kinds of shit like that. And the dude that I work was like, I don't understand why you gonna do like why you want to do something like that. I mean, it's not like you can't get a job with all kinds of shit like that and <laughs> blah blah blah. And he was just going on and going on, and I was just like what the f- literally this is exactly word for word what i said i was like that ain't got shit to do with you mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like what the, what the fuck you care for exactly. I, mean, that's, I said that's them i was like it whatever they're doing has nothing to do with you and what you got going on in your life so why the fuck do you even care that's yeah. my exact words and he's like that does affect me is it what if your daughter or somebody bring home somebody like that i was like, like I, don't give a fuck. I was like i don't give a fuck that's not my problem either <laughs> i said like, i don't give a fuck Crazy, what you to himself like with the tattoos and stuff mm. the only thing that i'm concerned about is the character of the human being that's going to be with my daughter or son yeah so if this he's smoking crack and doing all kinds of shit i was like tattoos is the least of my worries <laughs> yeah so, yep that's that, that's just the biggest point right there is this was like what businesses of yours what someone else is doing with their body I, I i just don't care and there's no strong enough argument this way or that way to, to convince me that there really isn't i mean yeah, he, he was like yeah, yeah how they gonna get a job i was like motherfucker you're not hiring anybody right so <laughs> what do you care <laughs> you're not doing any, any interviews you ain't gonna support them shit yeah oh man it's 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 just a, it's just a bad topic, you know, because pe- people are just they get so passionate about it, and I just don't know why. I mean, the the Republicans they come out there, right, and they're like, well, you shouldn't be able to do this with your body, and the other side saying it's it, it's the woman's rights. But then at, the part where they lose me is when they try to come to an agreement, and they're like, okay, so two months is what the Republicans are saying are like the first trimester, right, and then the Democrats are like up until and after the baby's born, like what the fuck, what. That's not a compromise. I mean, so, I mean, so is it like one of those legal things or whatever to where when you say up until after is born, well, when, you know, off the top of your head, when you say after the child is born, you already thinking full term birth, full term. You, know, you know, 36, 38 weeks or whatever have you. But some people have uh, like premature dis. You know, like I don't know miscarriages or some shit. I mean, that's yeah. the definition of born because the baby it's is still born of your body now. So yeah, you know, like a stillborn child. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into that. But like when you, I'm with you. Like after the baby is born, it's like goddamn, you mm. waited 36 weeks to make this decision. That's not that's like sinister. That's not an abortion. That's like you giving the child up for adoption. That's that's yeah. how that works now. <laughs> 
that's really where they lose me is when they say like afterwards and then they're saying like a woman doesn't have a choice and how she gets pregnant like yeah she does man i mean in the rare cases where it, well, it's like a, a, a rape obviously i mean that's something that should be taken into consideration yeah because all this is a slippery slope we like i said that this conversation floats around work because yeah. we here in texas and all this shit is going on crazy but like i was in the camp of you know for you know any kind of like a rape or sexual assault you know it's if the person wants to yeah. get an abortion i mean bomb bomb no problem you you can get that done mm-hmm. you know incest situation you know how that shit go yeah. but we live in a world um <laughs> you know how it go mm-hmm. i can live i live here in houston texas a girl that i have never met a day in my motherfucking life live way over there on the west coast in fucking let's say sacramento or something just a random place yep she could say, you know, see see one of my uh, Walmart logs or whatever, see my face and shit, be like, that guy raped me. Now these motherfuckers are coming all the way over to fucking Houston, Texas, knocking on my door, like, hey, this girl said you raped her. And, <laughs> you know, yep. what? So you're going to drag my name, sully my mm-hmm. reputation because mm-hmm. of somebody that I've never met way across the goddamn United States yep. that I did some shit. And that's kind of like how it is for these abortion situations possibly potentially you know somebody just i didn't think of that yeah somebody looking for the excuse like uh he mm-hmm. raped me i want to get an abortion you know mm-hmm. and it's like what what <laughs> you know well, now they got those abortion pills you can buy them you can buy them shits off amazon man did you see them what they got like well, abortion well, pills bro <laughs> well i know like the morning after pill i mean that's essentially yeah. that but they're like you're talking about like you got a baby in there for sure in here this is boom gone man it's like like you might have like a fucking upset stomach for a while you take some pepto bismol and some abortion pill that baby's gone man that's some shit that's that's uh, we should be looking into the people that's making that stuff i was thinking i should have invested in those motherfuckers man i should have seen this <laughs> well, shit come I, I don't be looking into them in a the positive <laughs> way i'm like like hey man, how do you know this concoction because there's got to be some daggone um what, some some field research some trial and error shit to make <laughs> how do you know that this without a shadow without works who are you working this shit on you know like if if you take this pill that's designed to kill a, a like a living being inside your body you gotta wonder you're a, a living person yourself and you're taking this pill in your mouth so what if the shit kills yeah, you what's it gonna do to you exactly man these people are just fucking popping these pills like they're fucking uh, tylenol man you know what i mean it's the crusty o from goddamn uh, the simpsons oh it? yes the metal spike joint yes swallow this shit <laughs> All right, so let's so let's get this beef I have with you out, out of the way here, okay? Here we go. <laughs> you know what's coming, right? Uh huh. Because <laughs> I I seen something on the Instagram page a couple months back, I think it was, right? I don't know. I lose track of space and time with these edibles, yeah. man. But there was a picture of you sitting I at a life. Middle life. <laughs> <laughs> My wife was like, "Oh man, that was like three weeks ago." Man, I swear that was yesterday. <laughs> oh man. So uh, you were sitting at this table with a couple of gentlemen and you had a headset on, you had this little banner in front of the table. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm reading the description and, 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 and you're announcing a uh, professional for wrestling event. What the fuck yes. are you doing this for? What the I, hell? I love it. That's why. And guess what? I'm doing it again this weekend. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, How did you the, get into this shit? The, well, because of the podcast straight up really um, i when i first moved to houston i was looking for people to interview locally since mm-hmm. i am a fan of professional wrestling i looked towards um 
the reality of wrestling promotion here that uh, Booker T runs. Okay. Because he's based here in Houston. He is, yeah. Booker T, five-time champion. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I looked up some of the talent on his uh, roster page, and I reached out to him for interviews and whatever. And two of the guys that I interviewed wind up starting their own promotion. And anytime they run a show here, I'm there with bells and whistles on to help in any way I can to help them out. So I wind up showing up to a show one day like I normally do. And he was like, hey, man, one of the guys uh, won't be able to make it. How you feel about doing commentary? I was like, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> well, I mean, naturally, you, you have to get the gap. So I imagine it went well. Oh, yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. The only thing like for me, because that was my first time ever doing it or whatever, because I mean, I watch plenty of wrestling, so I have no problem calling moves and different scenarios and shit like that. But it's just that whenever you're doing it for a promotion, it's the specific talent that's there on the card or whatever. And especially when you're dealing with independent professional wrestling, sometimes uh, show to show, because sometimes they run them. They don't run them weekly like your mainstream joints or whatever. They do them month to month. So the people that came last month might not necessarily be the people that came the next month and everything. So it's always a random bag and everything. So it's just like, you just got to be knowledgeable of the move sets that in general of professional wrestling. And then you got to try to do as much research as you can. If you got enough, a big enough head start to get the card and everything and, you know, just kind of go down the roster and shit. But yeah, I mean, I had the benefit of having a guy that's there every time they have a show there. He's familiar with all the talent, the movesets, just the backstories on a lot of stuff. So I just kind of fed off of him. He'll he'll throw the alley-oop and I dunk that shit on him or vice versa. And I, I, I really like that. And I think that's what I'm going to have this weekend, too. Why wrestling? <laughs> I used to like it when I was young. I used to like it like way back in the day. It just never went away. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing uh, it's just it just never went away yeah. i mean I, I i appreciate what they do you know the, yeah i mean you know they beat themselves up for my entertainment and everything and then i've i was fortunate enough for a small blip in time to actually get some professional wrestling training in myself i mean to get body slammed and learn the art and mm-hmm. the trade of professional wrestling and you know watch people set up and run shows so I appreciate it from, you know, the acts, aspects of actually being a performer and then the other side of the business and just, you know, what the people go through and put themselves through. Yeah. Well, I, um, I actually wanted to be one when I was really young. And this was around the time when, like, mm-hmm. Ultimate Warrior, Shawn okay. Michaels, Marty Jannetty, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I lost track of it for a few years. And then when, uh, what's it called? Uh, Vince Russo and the Attitude Era. Mm. Vince Russo was on the show before, back in the, a couple of years back. Really nice guy. Sweetheart of a man. Mm-hmm. Um, back when he was writing for it, it was like the best time in wrestling history, in my opinion. Like that little short span where he was writing it. And my All guy was Shawn Michaels, man. Shawn Michaels was my dude, man. He was, he, he was the heartbreak kid. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, I want to be just like this guy. So I wanted to be a wrestler. And we had a promotion in New Jersey at the time. That's where I was living. You ever hear Jersey All Pro Wrestling? I've heard the name, but I'm not too familiar with the talent. Okay. They uh, they, they had this uh, thing. It was like a Tough Enough competition. Mm-hmm. when Tough Enough was a thing back then. And you show up to this place. And my buddies and I, we used to backyard wrestle and shit. And we were like, hey, let's all go. And in the camp of friends, 
we had this other group that we met through like this backyard wrestling. I don't know. It was like just the wrestling boom, man. I'm talking about the attitude era back in the day. There were like online forums and AOL where people would like, Oh, I'm yeah. from this town. And in a town over in Elizabeth, New Jersey, there was a guy named Jay Lethal. <laughs> yeah. The guy named Jay Lethal was, uh, hey, he was, a, yeah, he, he was reference too, just now. Yeah, he was like, you did the match. I was like, yeah, Jay Lethal. He, he wasn't Jay Lethal back then. He was, he, he was just a dude, you know, but he was at that as well. And it was him. He he won the thing, the tough enough at the end. We all did pretty well. I I, I made it pretty far because I was just naturally athletic at sports and whatnot, like, like football and basketball. So I could do all the flips and jumps and whatnot. It was him and some white dude. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but the other guy obviously didn't make it. But Jay Lethal blew the fuck up. So good for him. Mm-hmm. But I I used to want to do it so bad. But then I just I, I just fell out of love with it. It was just it, it was just like why the fuck am I watching this shit? Yeah, I mean. I don't fault you for that because I can I can see dismay in professional wrestling and everything. But to me, it's just like if you don't like it, don't watch. It. You're 100 percent correct. But I enjoy it, and there's so much of it now to where it's like, well, if I don't like this particular brand, I could flip over to something else and watch that and find some enjoyment in there. And then you know, this find your favorite TV show your favorite TV show. And you can agree after watching it over and over again, you know, many seasons or whatever, that every episode of that show isn't fucking good. Yeah, You know, you have your favorites, the ones that you cling to or whatever. And, you know, I kind of view it the same way with wrestling. I mean, it's just a show that they do in their underwear. <laughs> yeah. Well, my biggest thing, it, it even, it wasn't really against like the, uh, the product on TV. Mm-hmm. But when I, when around the time when I stopped, that was still when message boards were still a thing. People go online and talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to go to one message. I can't remember what the hell the name of it was. It was, this is like 2006. Uh, it was like a pro wrestling one. We were just talking about wrestling. And I was, remember, like, at one point I started like losing interest in it. And I'm watching, I'm watching it. And I'm reading and complaining about it to these people on the forum. We're all complaining yeah. and complaining. And I'm like, I don't even like this shit. Why am I talking about it? Why am I watching it? Exactly. So I shut it off permanently. Yeah. And on my Twitter feed, though, you see like some of these people, you know, or it was like it pops up my Twitter feed once. So I'm like reading these threads and they're just talking about so and so is about this company. No, fuck you. This guy's going to kick this guy. I'm like, what? Yeah. The, like, these guys know it's fake. I understand. Now, I don't get that part to where like um, people are just up in arms and want to fight another human being over some fake shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't have a problem saying it's fake because it's faked in the aspect. Yeah. of like the, is any other tv show is fake you know game of thrones you know csi miami or whatever all that shit's fake yeah. you know i mean so it's just like i don't see how you're getting so upset about something that's not real or you don't even personally have a financial stake in i don't get that yeah. i mean if you don't like it by all means do not watch it mm-hmm. you know I, I i wouldn't push it on anybody or whatever but at the same time, you can't tell me that you don't like shit, yep. uh, like how you're saying it, and you're watching it every fucking week to complain. You on some other shit. I don't get it. Yeah, you on some other shit. <laughs> well, now would be an apropos time to drop the name of your wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it's kind of like two of them, but the one that I'm on, the one that I actually get some revenue from is mm-hmm. RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk. We go live every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite. So that's like uh, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern or whatever. 
And um, there is a show that I started uh, a few years back that's slowly coming up on episode 100 called Wrestling is Trash. So <laughs> I'm not on that one as much. But, uh, you know, I, I passed the baton to my homeboy, Nick, and he's been running with it and everything. So he's been taking it over with Lou and Dan and all those guys and a couple of other rotating guests on the show. But uh, that's his project that's going on now. I started it. He's finishing it. But my week to week live every Wednesday, RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk. Matter of fact, we're going live right after me and you finish. Oh, uh, I'm so privileged. Because we would have did the show last night on Wednesday. But AEW was actually here in Houston and three of the four hosts live here in Houston. So all three of us was at the show last night. <laughs> now, which one's AEW? That's the one that's owned by Tony Khan. That's where Darby Allen and Chris Jericho and CM Punk and all those guys are right now. I know two of those three names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I know. I, I th- that's why I threw the other two out there on the well, backside. <laughs> Darby Allen is the first one that comes to my mind when I talk about AEW. But I was like, oh, shit, huh. he might not. Jericho is my boy too. I love that guy but let me ask you about about the wrestling podcast though because you, you said something the wrestling is trash name is brilliant I love it mm-hmm. but a lot of these podcasters and a lot of these these journalists out there that I've noticed because a lot of their shit pops up in my feed I don't I like I mute 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 all day long because I'm just sick mm-hmm. of seeing it because it's toxic they're all toxic with each other and I don't even like to see that yeah. shit so it seems like they all watch this with so much vitriol and hatred. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are like former performers. Like I, like I saw Buff, Buff Bagwell has one. Yeah. Um, I, uh, well, those, guys, other, well gotcha. those guys like that, like people that have some acclaim in the business, that makes sense for them to do a podcast mm-hmm. because I mean, who they are. You yeah. know? I mean, you, it's easy for you to get revenue. I mean, if you got some kind of fan base or whatever, it's easier to push merch and everything. So I understand that. Uh, I don't like a lot of it, but I mean, I understand it. That makes sense for them to do. But like everyday Joe Schmo, like me and other people or whatever, um, some people look at it as a job. You know, I mean, even though they don't like the product, they have to watch it because, I mean, you're doing a show about professional wrestling. But at the same time, wrestling is trash. I mean, when I started that or whatever, my mission was to do the opposite. It was to w- watch and only talk about the things that I liked. So it wasn't like I'm going to sit through because Monday Night Raw is three hours now. Jesus. So I wasn't about to punish myself with three hours of fucking Monday Night Raw and then sit there and just, you know, kind of bullshit through it because I was sitting there hating that shit mm. and everything. So I would talk about uh, new, j- wrestling from Japan and these other promotions that I was finding that I was enjoying things and uh, i was looking more toward the newer talent that was coming up on the independent scene and everything with uh that but going over to rbr weekly wrestling talk the one that gets me paid (laughs) um (laughs) that's a established brand that's been around for over 17 years now okay you know so that show those guys and me uh, they actually watch it, even though it's dog shit stuff. <laughs> you know, we got to kind of watch it and have opinions on it and everything. But I still, I still refuse to watch Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I still, you know, and that's kind of like what I bring to that show is just like, you know, they're bitching and complaining about all this stuff. And I'm just like, 
I don't know. I didn't watch it, but I could. But see, and this is the thing. I've watched it for so long, and it's been bad for so long. I mean, it, don't don't get me wrong. I, when I say that, I don't, I don't mean like every single shred of it is bad. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, there's been plenty of good shit that's happened that I'm I'm aware of, so I can speak to what I'm aware of. And then I'm so much, I know so much about this company from a, a consumer aspect or whatever. To where when they say some shit, I'm not surprised, and I can kind of go off of what they're talking about because it's nothing different from what they done the week be fucking for, <laughs> you know. So it's just uh-huh. like it's not a surprise and everything. So I can kind of keep up with the conversation and everything. And it's just like when they're telling me the stuff that they watched and I hear the genuine misery in their voice, I'm just like, I'm glad I didn't watch that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just, you know, I've had other issues with, with, with wrestling too, besides the whole toxic culture, the fans and everything like that. And just like everything you, you hear or see when you go online is negative about it. It was just the culture of wrestling like i've never understood it i've been around wrestlers i've i've had you know fantastic people come on the show i've, I've, I've had some wrestlers come on the show before we've had great conversations with great people um mm. i just don't understand when people talk about it that are in the business right they talk about it as if it's like the fucking mafia man like there's this respect order like you got to come in and fucking kiss the ring and shake hands with everybody look them in the eye and it's like you don't and basically essentially this is a television show it's scripted fighting it's it, it's basically an action soap opera right we can probably say that and you know not disrespect it at all mm-hmm. um you don't see like on general hospital the guy that plays sonny Corinthos, you know having the actors backstage like kissing his ring you know like they do in wrestling <laughs> i just don't understand like why they treat it as if these characters are the real life people backstage well, it's just like, um, I know what you're talking about, because personally, you know, like even the gig that I'm doing this weekend or whatever, I've been to many of those shows and everything. And I show up early because sometimes, like, you know, I got to help, help them set up stuff or do things and everything. Yeah. And I'm there when the wrestlers show up to kind of like get their practices in or, you know, just kind of stretch out before the show and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they see me there and they don't know who I am. But they still all come up to me. They give me dap to shake my hand. Some of the ladies give me hugs and everything. And they introduce themselves. They say hi. And then they go on about their business or whatever. Okay. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Because, I mean, that's kind of like, that's kind of professional. I mean, it, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't see nothing wrong with that per se. Because, I mean, in this business, in professional wrestling, you really don't know who anybody is. You know, I could have been a talent scout in their eyes. You know, they've never seen me before. I mean, I don't know them. They don't know me. Just like, oh, he here. I mean, we ain't letting fans in till like 30 minutes before the show. So, I mean, if he's here, he might be important. So let me go introduce myself. Let me shake his hand. And then I go on about my business. You know, I said, holy shit, that's rambling. Rob, the richest man in Houston, Texas. You know, this motherfucker got a pool and a pool table in his fucking house. I don't know. I don't have a pool table. (laughs) Not yet. I put a table in my pool. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? That would be the perfect mix right there, my man. That would be the perfect mix. I would love to do that, you know? We're, we're actually we're looking at buying a pool. The prices are insane right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit. If I can give you mine, I would. Shit, man. You know what? There ain't enough planes in the world that can lift that thing. It's like, you know what? You actually took the state of New Jersey and made that your pool, I heard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just the one corner of it. The, only the, um, the mm. freaking uh, Atlantic City portion of it. 
<laughs> so why the hell do you work, Rob? You, you you don't have to work. You just want to see what the peasants do on their time. Oh no, I, I have to work. I have kids still. So. Oh yeah, true, true. That's right. You got that date marked on the calendar. What, what was it? And tw- was it twenty twenty eight? Yeah, twenty twenty eight. That's what I'm talking. And about. we got this fucking punk ass dog up in there. Oh jeez. So I'm trying to get rid of mine. His his his, his little crazy self. Damn, we gave him doggy ice cream. You know, my wife do shit like that. I'm just like, give the motherfucking dog dog food. You don't need no goddamn ice cream. But, uh, you know, she treat him like a little person, kind of, or whatever. You know, you might get tired of eating the same dog food over and over again. You gotta spice it up. I was like, you fucking animal. Fucking dog, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But, like, they gave him some fucking ice cream or whatever. And, damn, the dog got all hyped and shit and started running around, and he fucking banged his knee on some shit. And now this motherfucker walking around with a lip and everything so i was like man you know you want to treat him like a motherfucking human let's get him some goddamn doggy aspirin and let him fucking walk it off or whatever you know exactly man that's just so, what they do man they shake it off you know, we go to pet smart we get them the doggy aspirin and shit uh-huh. and uh give them a couple tabs and everything wake up the next morning this motherfucker throwing up and shitting all over the place and everything oh, like man. god damn it <laughs> you ain't supposed to eat that shit man I mean, but it's doggy aspirin. It's formulated for doggies. Yeah, but you know <laughs> and what? we got it from PetSmart. <laughs> yeah, but, true, true. But then, you know, the limp combined with the pooping and the throwing up and shit. So we took him to the vet, which I just got off fucking work, walked in the door. He threw up. His leg is this. And I'm like, God damn it. I ain't even take off my work clothes. Pick his punk ass up, throw him in the truck, take him to the hospital. And from the time that I walked in the door of my house after I got off of work, I stayed in the motherfucking vet with this motherfucker for like five hours, damn near midnight and everything, put his punk ass back in the kennel and then go to sleep and wake up, go to work. (laughs) Oh, man, that was an expensive cup of ice cream right there. (laughs) Yeah, fucking $500, man. $500 for them to give him some medicine. Mm-hmm. and do x-rays and shit and i'm just like uh, i just had to wife. spend half of that on a damn uh thing in my bathroom the other day yeah i was like hey this is the last animal we ever own yep. <laughs> shit man we just had to spend 250 dollars to get our, our a pipe fixed actually it wasn't even a pipe fix so we had this uh, issue in our toilet right where whenever you would take a shower the water would come up on from under the toilet Ooh, and i don't know shit about anything when it comes to home repair i'm not a home repair guy i call somebody come on in fix it here how much it costs i got out my shower and walked straight into a bathtub i'm like what the fuck is this (laughs) and i'm on my lunch break because i take my shower my lunch break because i work at home Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm like you got to call somebody figure this out i told told this my wife she calls a guy and a guy comes over and i'm sitting there looking and he's like, all right, I'm going to put this tool in this thing. And he found this pipe out in front of the house and he stuck this tool down there and he was sticking it down there and making all this noise. And I'm, and I look at my wife and I'm like, you know, it's probably you flushing these goddamn baby wipes down the toilet. She's like, no, it ain't that. I'm just like, I'm sure it's like a dead snake or something. Cause we live in the South and you know, how they get pipes and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Guess what this motherfucker's tool pulls out. Goddamn a clump of baby wipes, man. Oh no. $250 later. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I'm not talking to you no more. And it was a couple of days being talked, man. I was so fucking mad because I was just like, you just cost me $250. And I told you repeatedly stop doing this shit. So I feel you with the, with the ice cream incident, man. It's a very expensive mistake. But there are, but you know, there are ladies of our life. How much longer can we be mad, right? 
Yeah. And then, um, I mean, you got me kind of paranoid now because I, I use the baby wipes as well. Mm, don't do it. Don't do it, man. I mean, this dude pulled out like it was like the size of a baseball. He pulled this shit out, and I was like, "Oh my god!" He was like, "Yeah," because I, I guess you're not supposed to flush because they don't break down. So the way he explained it was, if you you know flush them on the toilet, and they get caught on something in the pipe. You know, they just kind of hang there. They don't go away. They just kind of keep their form. So whenever someone takes a you know like a number two, when it goes out in the thing, it can get caught on there and cause a cause you know plug mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's what happened. And two hundred fifty dollars later, my ass is not happy. Yeah, and then another thing that I do, or whatever, every so often, I I, I drop some Drano down there just to mm-hmm. keep it loose, <laughs> keep keep it moving. Oh yeah, what are you put watching? Some, put some Ridex and all kinds of things. <laughs> so what are you watching lately? My eyelids, man. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I get up in the morning, go to work, come home. You know, hopefully yeah. the wife is feeling frisky, or maybe I got a podcast to record. But mm-hmm. if not that's it knockout that's it so like you're not watching all these new marvel movies and tv shows and stuff coming out well i mean yeah those those things i've seen dr strange i've seen the fucking spider-man and you know hated that that one stuff what what i hated hated spider-man the new one did not like it not at all tell me why and see and this is a conversation that we have with wrestling as well motherfuckers be like that shit stupid tell me why tell me the reason why i didn't like it was because I felt like it was just one of those movies that didn't even need to exist. It didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. The only reason, and I and I think I could say it. I mean, it's it's been long enough. Spoiler alert. You can you can pause right here. Skip about five seconds. Okay, uh-huh. starting now. Is because like all it did was reset that he's like is Peter with no memory of anybody. No one knows who he is, and he remembers everything. It's mm-hmm. just like all he did was reset the the whole thing, so none of it mattered. None of the movies before this mattered. I, I don't understand the point of it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in the grand scheme of this Marvel universe, uh, this film's device was to set up and uh, just give you all a, a somewhat of a view of the multiverse, which they kind of expanded upon in the Loki series yep. and in um, this new Doctor Strange movie. So it's just. Um, it's, it did this portion or whatever and then you know the whole thing with just spider-man in general how is a marvel property that was licensed to sony that sony has a stranglehold on yeah it won't give back to marvel so mm-hmm. it's this weird situation now they had an agreement to where marvel can use the sony property that belongs to marvel <laughs> so weird <laughs> and shit but they still can't use right away like all the other Marvel, well, it's the Spider-Man verse shit characters. They can only use Spider-Man at the moment right now. It just makes no goddamn sense. And we had to wait long enough for Spider-Man. But I was never a Spider-Man fan in general. I, I just never really cared too much for mm-hmm. the character. He just wasn't my guy growing up. I just didn't care for him. I so, mean, no, no connection. so th- this will be my question for you then. I mean, do you have any extensive knowledge or any knowledge period of uh, like the comic books of spider-man or what like what is your oh, relationship yeah. with spider-man and stuff i actually have the marvel unlimited app on my uh phone thank you very much sir no uh, no i yeah i've been reading comic books since i was a little kid so i have a lot of knowledge on spider-man and the character okay. um so right there i just i just i just didn't care for him okay so i can now i can kind of understand more because like for me i have had no attachment whatsoever to 
any of the comic book lore or backstory. All the the context that I know of Spider-Man came from the Fox TV shows, the cartoons. Mm, Great cartoon. Yes. And the movies. That's the only knowledge I have of these characters. And then, you know, I know a couple people here and there that may have read comics and they, you know, you know, made me privy to what was going on with certain things or whatever, but you know, they only telling me shit. I've never read it for myself. So, you know, they kind of go in one ear and out the other. I don't remember a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. So my only attachment to these characters is from what I've seen in film. So now at the ripe old age of 40, I'm just <laughs> starting to get into comic books. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you brought up Marvel Unlimited. I, I just got a year subscription of that. I oh, just got a, a year. That's sub- amazing. Yeah, I just got a year subscription of a DC Infinite. Okay. And I've been reading all the things. So like um, one of our co-hosts on the RBR, uh, Noah, he used to work in a comic book shop. He's an avid comic book reader. So (laughs) for our Patreon, he has his own uh, Noah story arc. You got to introduce us. Yeah. So he, he, uh, what he does is he gives us pretty much a comic book assignment. He's like, here, read this, these issues. And we're going to come on for the Patreon and we're going to talk about what you read. So because of that, I am now in the comic books. <laughs> mm, awesome. So he, so he gave me uh, the first volume of, well, no, he gave me the first five issues of uh, Thor, God of Thunder. So that was the first ever, you know, long form storytelling that I've ever read within the walls of comic books. And it blew my fucking mind. And then let me tell you how much I don't know about motherfucking comic books. I don't know the difference between an issue, a volume, a series, a competent, uh, a, com, a p- compendium. compendium. Yeah, a compendium, an yep. omnibus. I don't know what none of that fucking shit is. <laughs> so Noah told me, here, read Thor, God of Thunder, one through five. Excellent. So he said, so when Noah said that, he said to read issue one, two, three, four, and five of Thor, God of Thunder. Mm-hmm. When I look up the inf- the stuff to read, I see volume one, two, three, four, five, or whatever. <laughs> a lot of reading. So I didn't know the difference between an issue and a volume. So I read all fucking five volumes <sighs> and everything. So when we went to talk about the show, I was talking about shit that was way down the line. He's like, wait a minute. What what do you we we I, I've only told you to read one through five. I did. I read volume one, two, three. No, no, no. That's not how that works. <laughs> so yeah, I read the whole fucking saga of Thor, God of Thunder. I went to the past, the present, the future, the whole fucking story arc, and he was only telling me to read like the first couple of five issues. <laughs> May I recommend for your Patreon Secret Wars one through eight? Yeah, issue one through eight. Issue, 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 issue. <laughs> and I don't you staying up all night. I, issue one through eight. So, yep, very short. They're like 23 pages each. Yeah. But Secret Wars one through eight is an amazing storyline. And uh, I'll mark that down. Yeah. Doom is God in yeah. that storyline. And it is good. So that that's what's ever since that, that has actually what has been happening. So I went see the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson and everything. Love that shit. Three hours long. I eat that shit like candy. Ooh, I don't like. I didn't like much of it. Sometimes. Oh come on, man. 
Come on, don't be that way. It, 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 it was Robert. Well, before, be, well, before well, before you tell me why you don't like it. Okay. Um, so I went see that movie, and um, you know, talking with Noah and everything, we talking about the movie. It's like, oh yeah, uh, it might have some implications with this uh, storyline called Court of Owls. Mm. And I was like, oh okay, that's interesting. So just, I think yesterday was or the day before was the last day. I read the entire 52 issue run of the Court of Isles saga from issue one. I read all four or five of the annuals. I read the side pieces. I read all that shit within a couple of days. That's how I'm sucking up all these comics right now. Then Noah recommended a series called Original Sin. I've read all of that. Um, And now I'm just jumping around reading just different series or whatever because i feel like that for me um how i take these in is that's like the best way for me to do to read the whole fucking series rather than just a couple of issues yeah whatever so i just i think i'm maybe a, a issue out from finishing out the uh, almighty avengers right now so it's just pretty much a section of avengers that got together which the majority of the cast is black so it's just like Luke Cage, Spectrum, Falcon, goddamn, who else? It just a whole I, bunch I haven't of, read that much of the Avengers lately. Well, the Mighty Avengers is pretty good because they are offshoot of like the full blown Avengers. This is like Luke Cage, like, hey, we in New York and we mm-hmm. running shit right now. So all of us gonna get together. They got like Blue Marvel, which is another <laughs> character that I never heard of before. Nice. Black dude, just super smart. And everything. Yeah. I was like, so now and then while reading all these goddamn series, I find a character. I was like, oh, I want to know about him. Now then I go spiral down on that motherfucker series. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm all over the place right now. I'm I'm making up for all the time that I should have been reading this shit as a kid. <laughs> you miss out on a lot. My yes. favorite's the Hulk, man. The Hulk's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And then I might get into some of that too, because now we got She-Hulk coming out too. How do you feel about that trailer? A lot of people online are pissed. Why? They say it's woke, but I'm like, that is the character, man. She's always been that character. Yeah, and, people just never read the damn comic. And then I like the aspect of like, from I, I don't know too much about the character, but I know she's a an attorney, and her, yep. um, her field is pretty much uh, these superhero lawsuits and everything. Right? Yep. Yes, sir. So I'm intrigued by that aspect of all this or whatever because this is like that's something that we have never seen cinematically be covered, like. Or uh, who's gonna pay for all this mess? This motherfucker fell on my car. What what the hell? <laughs> you know? Yep. Now the thing about her was like she was this character, and I guess the reason why they're calling her woke is like, oh, it's just a woman pushing men around. Like, yeah, that's how she was. She was a, a very meek woman. Mm-hmm. But when she got She-Hulk, you know how Bruce Banner was like, Oh, I hate being the Hulk. I don't like it. I don't like it. She embraced it. Yeah. She loved it. she's like, Oh, I'm hot, I got a body, I got confidence, and all the girls, the guys loved her, everybody loved her. So she was confident and she was a hoe. She fucked everybody. Mm-hmm. and she would like pick dudes up throw them over her shoulder and like go into the bedroom and it's like oh end scene and it's like man she just dominating these dudes and she was proud of it like she was basically like the high school guy who's like oh i scored with four girls last week and that was her but you know like that was she, she's as cool as shit her character is so true to what i know she hoped to be yeah, and i'm looking which, online like what the fuck which i have there's nothing wrong with that I've I've appreciated a woman like that in my lifetime. <laughs> it's like I know what I want, you know what you want. Let's make it happen. <laughs> well, you're in the military too. 
Uh, true. <laughs> but still, I mean, everybody wasn't in the military. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, lady, you know what you want. I'm not going to judge you for it. You're giving me what I need. You, I'm giving you what you need. Bam. It's, it's a lovely thing. How do you feel about that woke culture stuff? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I, what What is woke? What I have you? no idea. I mean, common sense? Okay. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Being nice to people? <laughs> it's, it's Doing like, what, what you're supposed to do? Exactly. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what What is the definition of woke? I think the definition of woke is us trying to be the best person possible, and everyone's trying to compete for that top spot by any means necessary. That's what it feels like to me. Hmm. They're all outdoing each other. Sometimes it's like, I don't... I'm upset because you're not upset enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Or some people taking up the cost from a, for another motherfucker that don't even give a fuck about what they talking about. You know, man, you're preaching right now. I Absolutely. Know. I don't know. It's weird. Well, what do you think about this part too? Because I was kind of trying to segue into this part with the wokeness because with She-Hulk, there was another conversation that was going on today and I threw out a, a tweet about it as well where people were talking about like the conversation of how people get recast in comics and how you take an established character like a Superman mm-hmm. and in another dimension, he's like a black Superman for people that don't understand what multiverses are. They get really upset about it. And then also there's just like people that take on the moniker of that character and they're not even the same person. Cause there's a, um, a black Batman who he's not Batman. His, yep. his his name is a uh, Batwing. I just yep. found out about that. Yep. So it's just like they're different characters. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the thing is, is like you have a choice in comic books. You don't have to read that because there's and ten j- different titles for every character. And you just like television or radio or podcast. You if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Just shut the fuck up and move on. <laughs> That should pretty much be the title of this episode because we keep going back to that point that people need to, they, they really do. I, people get worked up over nothing and life's too short. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself feeling more that way or having more of that kind of a mindset as you get older too? Yeah, and it's just like I've adopted the I don't give a fuck attitude most of my life anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm just like I don't eat cereal anymore. And it's because like I found out, well, I didn't find out i just kind of came to terms with it because it started getting worse i'm lactose intolerant Mm. so there was a point in my life to where like you know i was buying like three fucking different types of milk going to the store so my wife drink regular milk then damn i got lactose i gotta buy the lactose milk and then damn the other kid only wanted the almond fuck i had too many fucking different milks in my shit so for my sanity i just Stop buying the shit. I stopped eating cereal because the only reason I needed the milk was for the goddamn cereal. <laughs> you mm. know, so it's just like I just left it the fuck alone and just moved on about my shit. And I haven't had a bowl of cereal in years. Me either, because I've been doing the keto thing for three years now. I thought about that, but I, you know, I'll, I'll fuck around and not look at the the thing one day and be like, "Fuck, it got sugar." Uh, my ketosis or whatever the fuck it is ketosis I'm, I'm, yeah. th- those are the worst two weeks of my life i'll never forget them i felt like i had the flu mm. for like two weeks man but i'm gonna tell you what the weight melted off so fast 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just like um, it's almost like withdrawals and shit, yeah. right? Yeah, your body goes into like a shock. That's what the ketosis is, and then all of a sudden it just—it's like healthy, and it's the healthiest I've ever been in my life. Sure. I've never had so much energy in my entire life. Like I don't feel sluggish ever anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just like a ball of energy, you know? Yeah, I kind of pulled away from the fast food stuff, and then whenever mm-hmm. I do have it, I try to go with the more healthier options. I, I find myself going to a lot of places and getting their vegan options. And everything because I, I like the impossible whopper you know if they got like a, a veggie sandwich at schlotsky's or some shit like that i wind up getting something like that or i mean i i, I like the shit you know mm-hmm. i mean all of it is not for me but you know here and there you know jimmy john's the first time i ever had jimmy john's because i went to the doctor when i was still in the military he was like hey your cholesterol is kind of high you want to try to bring that down so i was like what the fuck can I eat that's healthy on a goddamn military base? They got a whole bunch of fast food on this bitch. Mm. And that was the first time I seen the Jimmy John's. I was like, okay, let me get a number six. That's the veggie. Mm. No meat on that bitch. And I, and like anytime I go to Jimmy John's or anytime I order Jimmy John's from then on, that's, it's been years now. That's all I get is a number six. I don't get nothing else. I mean, I might have a gargantuan here and there, but majority of the time I get a number six. That's cruel. People laugh at me though. When I go to any place, it's like, oh, can I get a cheeseburger? And they, and I'm like, without a bun, they look at me like I'm a damn alien. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> I told somebody the other day I was kind of fucking with them though, but I wasn't. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, let me get a cheeseburger with no cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, okay. I understand that. I understand. <laughs> so as a military man, what is your perspective on everything that's going on in life right now? Just your, you know, just you sitting back, seeing how the past two years plus have gone on. Just everything that you've seen with your own two eyes. Like, how do you feel about just everything? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, no that, that's a great answer. Uh, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of shit that's going on, especially here in Texas. Yeah. I swear to you, every single fucking day that the news plays on our television is a motherfucker shooting. Yep. School shooting, traffic shooting, motherfucker. It was the motherfucker that ran up in his old job that he got fired from, shot up the motherfucker and ran off and they couldn't find this bastard. So, I mean, it's just every single fucking day, there's a different shooting here, you know? And um, the only thing that I can do or whatever is just be aware of my surroundings and try to protect my family the best as I can. Um, one thing they did here in Houston, or well, not Houston, Texas, they did the uh, First Amendment law or whatever. I forgot what they call it. But you do not have to have a concealed carry license to carry here. You don't have to have a license to carry here. As long mm-hmm. as you don't have a criminal record and you are legally able to buy, purchase a firearm, you can buy it and you can uh, display it open carry or concealed carry without a license whatsoever. I love that. So... I mean, I, I walk around strapped 24-7. I, I wear my gun at work, and I wear my gun when I'm off the clock. <laughs> now, let me ask you, though. How have the crime rates been? Have Have you seen a dramatic plummeting? Mm, it's kind of hard to tell because only now because of my job that I kind of pay attention to the news. Mm-hmm. But before then, I didn't really pay attention to it or whatever. So now that I... I'm at a place where I work to where the news is on 24 um, seven. I've never known crime to stop. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, goddamn cops is getting murked out this bitch, you know? Sad so, world. It's it's just it's crazy around here. I'm just fortunate enough to not run into that or whatever. And you know, I pray that I'm able to get out of the situation if I ever find myself in it and whatnot. Hell, it's it's to the point to where I'm showing the eleven year old how to work the guns and shit now and how to properly clear them and all kinds of other things and stuff now, just in case. You That's know? smart. That's smart though, because you see these kids on TV that have no idea how to handle a gun. They, you know, their dad's an idiot. And he leaves the gun out on the counter and he blows his fucking little sister away. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm human, so I might fuck up, you know, here and there. And I mean, it's it's wildly, uh, you know, the the odds are low, but still, there's maybe an off chance that you know might leave the work piece laying out somewhere, you know, in my duty <laughs> rig and stuff. So that's been a class between me and her. I'll put the thing down on the ottoman and be like, what do you do if you find this in the house? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, she was being funny at first. She's like, uh, put it back. <laughs> I was like, put it back where? You don't know where it go. I was like, and then, then I was just like, first of all, you don't put your fucking finger on the trigger. And that's my exact words. You don't put your fucking fingers on the trigger. Yeah, That's how I talk to my child in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do, you pick it up, you press this button, you eject the magazine out, and then you slide the slide back and make sure it's empty. Make sure there's no rounds in the chamber. And then you put it down and you leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> yep. You know, or even and then to, to that point, I was like, even if, if you don't feel comfortable, if you think you might miss a step or anything, just leave it the fuck there and let one of us know. <laughs> yep. I think yeah. it's great. Some people would, would would probably hear this right now and say, "Oh, how could he, you know, let his daughter touch a gun?" But I I think it's brilliant because if you didn't, you know, maybe you could be one of those pe- people on the on the TV crying, saying, "Oh, I don't know how this could have happened." You know what I mean? Because something happened in the house, we picked up a gun and blew the little sister away. It's just, yeah. I think gun safety is very important. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I mean, she get it from both sides. Yeah. Like, I'm her mom was a cop and she was in the military. And I'm, I was in the military and shit. And then I wear a gun every fucking day for work, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, it's just like, we have to talk about it. You know, this is like we, me and my wife both have tattoos mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, so that's always been a thing with my kids and everything. They seen us their whole life with tattoos and all this other stuff and everything. And so it's just like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to get it, you know, cause look at me, <laughs> you know, yeah. but what the thing was is like, I advised them. I was like, hey, you know, you can get tattoos if you want to, you know, when you're of age, you know, and then I was just like, you, I got my first tattoo when I was 16 and I got it illegally. But uh, I tell, I tell them that story because that that should be something they hear. Cause I mean, my my mom will tell them anyway, their grandmother, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yeah. But I told them, I was like, when you work at 16, when you have your own job and you make your own money and if you want a tattoo, I will take you, but it has to be your own money that you work for. I'm not spending yeah. my shit for you to do this shit, you know, and you can't have your, you can't have somebody give you money to do this thing. That's the only stipulation. It has to be money that you worked for yourself to do this. And if you want to go, I'll take you myself. But in the meantime, <laughs> you don't do the shit till you're 18. And the only thing that I could recommend to you, is if you're going to do it, uh, get it in places to where it's not visible in short sleeve shirts. Yeah. You know? 
but I mean, you don't have to. It's only a recommendation, you know. My biggest fear with the whole gun argument thing, because I'm, I'm I'm thinking here about what you were saying about Texas, and I'm like, you know what? I can see this working, you know, one way. Mm-hmm. I can see the true criminals out there that are that are going to do this shit anyway. Second guess a lot of their crimes, which is great, and I can see that being cut down dramatically. Yeah. But I can also see some asshole who can't handle rejection because you know uh, you know this guy has a certain pronoun and he gets called another pronoun how unhinged people are nowadays this person would be able to have a gun too and they'll just blow someone away because they're so irrational they do dumb shit and fly off the handle over something so little and minuscule that shouldn't matter in the grand scheme of life but and then also i mean you have the other portion of it as well just because it's state law to where you can um where your weapon uh, concealed or open carry that doesn't necessarily mean that you can go into any of these businesses like that i mean if they have posted signage saying that you can't have your weapon uh publicly displayed or concealed you can't bring your shit inside the thing you can't bring it in the movie theater if it's posted you can't bring it in the bar if it's posted you can't bring it in the club if it's posted you know of course you can't bring it in there because it'll be just the point that you Mm -hmm. said you know you no alcohol yeah, you're macking on this girl or whatever. Then somebody come in and cut in and she dances with him and you feel yeah. some type of way and just, oh. Yeah, <laughs> you know? places that serve alcohol, you'd be like, no, nah, I don't know if I want a gun around there. <laughs> that would freak me out. Because, like, um, I had to show the kid the same thing or whatever because she know I carry my piece on me when, we, when I'm not at work. And uh, we went to the mall. And they had, there's a poster sign on the mall saying that you can't have, th- that this is private property and you're not allowed to bring any weapons in concealed or public or open carry it says it on the mall doors all the entrances and everything and i we stopped we both read it i made sure she understood what the rules were and she watched me walk my shit back to my truck and lock it up mm-hmm. that's know? responsible gun ownership that's what they should learn mm-hmm. i mean yeah. I, I, there's so many people who just don't really know what the hell they're doing with it and they're like oh yeah this you know lackluster there was an incident the other day where this guy had a shotgun uh, it was hanging out on top of the gun case. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have been in. I mean, this takes an extra second to lock the damn thing up. Those are the people that I'm worried about getting guns. Like those are the only ones. And in the grand scheme, I am for, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm a libertarian at heart, mm-hmm. but that stuff scares me because people that shouldn't ever going to get it. You're also talking to the same guy that blew a fucking hole through his goddamn vanity mirror in his closet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got it. How? How? <laughs> that, that same fucking shotgun. <laughs> so I, I bought, that was one of the first things that I ever bought as an adult. You know, the first weapon that I bought was a Mossberg 500. Perfect for home defense. And yeah. I had this thing for years. And when I first got it, the very first day I brought it home and everything, I found out that I can only put three shells in the tube. And I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Then I look at the instruction and everything. There is a um, a tube rod in there. So it comes with the rod inside the tube that only allows you to load three shells into the, the, the weapon. So they show you how to unscrew the tube thing and take the rod out and you can load up eight shells. So never had to use the shotgun. I, don't, I think I only fired it maybe once. And it's just always been in the top of the closet. Always been, you know, behind the freaking nightstand or wherever I, I stored it, all the many different places that I had it and where, wherever I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, years later, um, I, you know, I'm with my wife, we finally get married. We moved down in Savannah, Georgia. 
or whatever, I decided to pull this thing out of the closet. And um, it's been, like I said, just been sitting there, no use, you know. And for many years, never, you know, just never thought of until this one day I decided, you know, I need to function check this thing, clean it or whatever. So I eject three shells. I forgot at one point that I took the fucking rod out. So I, I ejected three shells and everything. Laid it down on the bed, did a little brush, brush, brush. Then I picked it up, oh. pulled the trigger. <laughs> boom! Shot a hole through the fucking vanity oh, mirror. Blew man. that bitch the fuck up. Went through the closet and got caught in the wall. Oh, and God. At this point in time, my wife was still an active duty cop. She was at work. I was off that day and she had her nieces staying with us for a little bit. Mm. So I'm upstairs and this happened. Bloom, shatter the mirror, blow a hole in the fucking wall. And, you know, it's a fucking shotgun in a house. (laughs) So they downstairs and they're like, what was that? I was like, there's a fucking gunpowder smoke in the hallway. I was like, (laughs) nothing. Nah, nothing happened. And then, you know, and this is the whole thing about it. You know, I fucked up. I fully admit that. I should have been paying closer attention and everything. You know, I fucked up. I was willing to do that. You know, I, I blew up my goddamn mirror. Now I got to patch this hole in the wall up. Yeah. My only fear was having to call my wife and tell her what the fuck happened. Oh, man, that's the worst, isn't it? Yeah. So I called her while she was at work. I told her, hey, you need to come home. <laughs> <laughs> you know and she's like what's wrong or whatever and then you know she get here and she flipped the fuck out I'm in the bathroom with the lights off sitting on the toilet <laughs> like, just like you know I'm just feeling like the lowest piece of shit cause I know she's about to come in here and yell at me and I just like god damn I know I fucked up can I just move past this shit nah I'm gonna have to hear it again from her and I was like oh god What's worse, being scolded by your wife or being scolded by your mom? Mm, my mom. Because now I can just yeah. say, you know, fuck it, I can go home. <laughs> I have to <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> but my wife, she lives here. She doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> now, let me ask you about mom real quick and just parents in general. Um, so when you were young and you were you were being raised by your parents, I have this thought about me when I was young being raised by my parents where I kind of compare myself at this age to, to what they were at that age with, with, with me. And I feel like I'm a hell of a lot cooler than them. Like I, like I know a lot of like cool stuff. I'm into like good music. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I play video games. I'm into the comics and stuff. I know what the kids are talking about somewhat, you know, um, you know, obviously you do podcasting and shit like that, but you know, I make a living off of that too. And it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing a lot more cool shit. That's more modern and relevant now do you feel that same way like you're cooler than your parents like this generation of parents is just cooler overall well yeah i mean it's it's just only the timing and everything is like um you know we grew up with the technology we went from certain things not existing to it being like bigger and better than it was ever you know internet (laughs) wow right uh freaking you know the existence of video game consoles for the home um just you know wi-fi goddamn cell phones all that shit we got to see all a lot of that stuff come into existence residentially of course it probably been 
you know, many places in, you know, these government agencies and shit. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, residentially and everything for the consumer, the customer. And um, it's cool because like me personally, I have two older kids. You know, my first one was born when I was um, 19. Okay. The second one was born when I was 20. So it's just like, we kind of close in the same thing. Cause like, you know, they grew up in a time to where the technology was starting to bud. And I grew up to where the technology was not existing up until the point to where it started to bud for them. Mm-hmm. We kind of grew together with it and everything. So like I'm the tech guy in my fucking family. So everybody call me to figure out what's wrong with this and all kinds of shit or whatever, because they're significantly older than me. And what old people tend to do in that generation was like, Oh, I don't like this shit, so I ain't fucking with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so they don't understand how the VCR clock work, but I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and all this other shit. I know how to work the DVR. I know how to download the apps to the smart TV and log in and do mm-hmm. all this shit. I know how to work Facebook and not get locked out instead of recovering the fucking password, making a whole new motherfucking Facebook. Absolutely. <laughs> Goddamn mom. <laughs> Well, I feel like Facebook pages. Oh, yeah, my mom. My mom did too when she uh, rest in peace, mom. She passed away uh, day after Mother's Day last year. But oh, sorry about that, man. Hey, you know, hey, it's it's a good thing. You know, um, death can be good if you think about it in a good way. I think you know now that I recently, in the past couple of a couple of weeks, I finally had the sign that I needed. You know, uh, and now I do believe that there is a God there. So now I'm, I'm it, it, it gives me more relief knowing that hey you know what she's a better place now and then like for me you know i, I told you i was born late yeah. you know in my eyes or whatever my parents my mom was turning 40 and my father was already 50 mm. so like i grew up with old parents you know so we had the conversation i think maybe a year ago because uh my mom has her own health issues my father has his own health issues and everything and then I talked to like my sisters and all them, the ones that actually live in Lake Charles where my parents live, you know, they are close in proximity to them in the same town. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I ever thought what we would do if they pass away. And it was like, nah, we never thought about it. I was like, well, I mean, I've thought about it since I was a kid because they was old as fuck already. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I mean, I've always been looking over my shoulder because like, you know, the relationship with us, as far i mean it's it's nothing bad it's just you know i have my own life now you know how kids tend to do it's just yes you know we doing our own shit or whatever we can't call every fucking everybody and then at the same time they look at you well why you don't call it's like motherfucker the phone work both ways you can call me too Uh so it's just like they know my work schedule and for my parents to call me outside of the parameters of where I work or anything like that, I automatically, automatically think something is wrong. I say, like, oh shit, what happened? You know? <laughs> so it's, just, it's always fucking scary because they never call me out of the blue like that. It's like, oh Lord, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you feel like we have more of a connection with our kids because we grew up with the technology kind of the same time they did? Because I feel like my dad never really sat down and played NBA Jam with me like once or twice or a couple times he'd play, but it wasn't like I don't like this shit. <laughs> now I mean like I like I'm better than these kids at this shit. Like I'm kicking their asses, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like oh dad's cool, he plays video games. Mom's cool, she plays with us too. And like we all just play the games together. So it's like, do you feel like that brings you closer to your kids than your parents are with you? Yeah, 
I, I kind of feel that way. But at the same time, it's just like my parents didn't push me towards things. I mean, they advised me as they should, mm. but they never pushed anything on me. They never told me, hey, you need to go play a sport. You need to do anything like this. But if I showed an interest or inclination towards anything, they were all in on it. You know, so like if I showed an interest towards art, they were sending me to art camp and all kinds of other things and stuff like that. They fully supported anything that I may have had an interest in. If I wanted to join band, which I did, then, you know, it was all about getting the instruments and, you know, making sure I got to practice and all kinds of things like that. But, you know, some of the things like the technology or whatever is just that was kind of like a disconnect for us. But um Another thing that kind of brought me and my parents together was the music, because since they were older, they did listen to a lot of old shit, which I was subjected and forced to listen to because I had no other options, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, I grew to appreciate. I love the fucking Temptations. I love Bobby Blue Bland, B.B. King, mm-hmm. Marvin Zeese and Clarence Carter and all those old motherfuckers, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was our thing, you know. My mom, uh, she listened to Elvis Presley when she came here because we're from Puerto Rico, my family, and I she didn't. Mean, she did not know English, so that's how she learned English. Listening to music, and Elvis Presley was her favorite, and so that's why I grew up loving Elvis, man. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I can't believe how parallel our stories are, pre- are pretty similar. Yeah, my mom did like better music though. I mean, come on, Elvis is the king, man. Got to respect Elvis. So we talk about the technology, mm-hmm. obviously. Back in the day, there was a uh, track cassette tapes, yes. vinyl records, and all that stuff, and whatnot. What are what are your opinions on those things today? Because I can tell you, right now, that I have started a vinyl collection. Ooh! And I even went to the extreme of buying a actual decent uh, record player, and I've even went to the even more extreme of building my own. Uh, cabinet to house all this shit. <laughs> That's what's up right there, man. I like it. Because you talk about the connection thing again. Yep. Like, um, mm-hmm. my parents never forced things on me, but like my father could build anything. Yep. And if he didn't know how to build it, he would fuck up some shit to try to figure it out. So, you know, he took p- cars apart. He built houses. He built additions onto the house that I grew up in. He built sheds. He he did all the things, you know, manual labor, hands-on guy. And he would try to show me how to do these things. He didn't force it on me. He's like, hey, help me do this or whatever or whatever. And, you know, I didn't really want to do all that shit, you know. I mean, I, I helped when he told me to. and um, But I never really paid full attention like I thought I had I should have. And then here we are many, many, many years later in this exact room that I'm sitting in right now in my garage that he laid the framework for. So he, him and my brother, they drove here to Houston from Lake Charles, about two and a half hour drive. Hmm. I told him I wanted to build this room in the garage for my studio, you know, because I mean, this house is my wife's house. So everything in this bitch is hers. I don't have a space to put my shit in. So I was like, fuck it. I'm building me a, a, a office in the garage, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. So um, I didn't know where to start. So I called my dad, told him what I was looking to do. And he's like, I mean, your brother come out there. We'll, we'll, we'll help you out. So he literally showed me how to frame off the, the section of the garage that I wanted to build the room in. And he 
got me started. Show me what to do. And then I took it from there. I did everything in here. I put up the drywall. I put in the insulation. I ran the electrical wires. I, I put in the plugs. I did everything in here, all just based off of uh, memory of what he used to do and just the University of YouTube as well. <laughs> oh, man. That's a beautiful memory right there. I'm, you know, I'm jealous now because I don't have any memories like that with my dad. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, your dad was really good with his hands. I'm like, what the fuck was my dad good at? And my, and my dad was a great guy. I'm not taking anything away. He was a great guy, but he didn't have like a thing he was good at. He wasn't good with his hands. He was, he was just a guy that worked and just lived, you know, and he took care of me, obviously. You know, he was, he was a great dad. He was there, but didn't have any like life lessons. I don't remember anything he passed down to me. I, pretty much everything I learned in life, like, like how to be a man and stuff like that. Like I, I, I learned loosely from my parents more for my mom because I live with her and they were separated. So she was the hardworking, you know, stereotypical mom. Mm-hmm. And I learned more from her as far as like work ethic and stuff like that and taking care of business and what your priorities are. But my dad, I don't have any memories like that with him. It's like, like good memories, obviously, but, and he was a great guy, but there's nothing like that. So that's beautiful. That's, you know, that's special, man. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. It's a good story. Or so like now with me and my kids or whatever, it was different. It's different for all three of them. Yeah. Like the oldest one, you know, she had an attitude. She had her attitude issues and everything, whatever. She get a lot of that shit from her, her mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, she has a hell of a work ethic. And it's just like, you can't tell her she can't do something because she'll prove you the fucking wrong or whatnot. But mm-hmm. like the bond between me and her or whatever is just like, it's weird. Because like we not really so much so over the music, not so much so over the technology and everything, but it's just like she, if she ever needed advice or anything like that, she would call me and ask me and whatnot. And I just kind of, that kind of, that's kind of our thing or whatever. I was like, I I would be her advisor Mm -hmm. and everything. And she, you know, she kind of take what I told her and she, you know, apply it to whatever it is that she's doing. I mean, sometimes she don't fucking listen to me, but I mean, Hey, each of their own mm-hmm. uh the boy fucking um he on some other shit <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. just like he I, you you really need to be involved with him it's just like you the the philosophy that my father and them had to where like they didn't push stuff on me with him you have to push that shit on him you have to make him do shit in order for him to do shit or whether otherwise he'll just be twisting in the wind and everything. So you have to be more hands-on with him and everything. So we still right now, currently trying to get him on track. Cause he's been out of school for about a year now. Uh, he had a job and he wind up, you know, leaving that. And he, now he currently ain't doing shit. So we gotta <laughs> join that pool. Yeah. We, we gotta get him on a uh, track. Cause I mean, he, he always had a, a, a desire or, some kind of interest in joining the military, which I don't know where that sits now, mm-hmm. but nobody's been pressing him on that. Yeah. So it's just kind of like waning and everything. The kid, the young child, the one that me and my wife have, because the older two is from another lady, um, whole different breed from the other two. It's just like independent, real smart, book smart, love to read physical books. Yeah which I, I, I fucking applaud because that's never been my thing. Actually enjoy school. Never been my thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm with but, you, um, 
the difference between her and the other two, the other two, the oldest, she'll try things. The boy, he wouldn't do shit unless, like I said, you made him do it. But her, she has a one set thing that she really enjoys and that's drawing. So since we picked up on that, everything has been geared toward that so far. So anytime I go to the store, buy a, a freaking art book or some color pencils or goddamn paintbrush, something, you know, mm-hmm. and then I, I you know, it, and it's still the same, you know, I won't push it on her, but I just kind of, I'll leave the tools there for her to kind of figure it out and everything. And then with her is just kind of like, um, it's more art centric. So we'll go to, <laughs> we, we went to home, home goods the other day. Okay. And we was in the art section, like, you know, people make paintings and shit to sell for your home and stuff. Oh, right? yeah. My daughter's an artist, too. Oh, yeah. So we was looking at the price differences in a lot of this shit. So it's just some abstract shit. Look like paint splatter and, you know, nothing really is not a picture. It's just like paint lines and splatter <laughs> and all kinds of shit. Yep. Look at the price tag. Two hundred dollars. It's expensive, look, bro. Yeah. Then we look at this other piece of art. That's an actual picture. It's a landscape. It's it's a thing. It's just like mm-hmm. something that you can look at and relate to. You like this exists in the world. Mm-hmm. Twenty bucks. Yep. <laughs> Twenty Ridiculous. bucks. So me and then me and here just we'll sit there and we have those conversations about art. I was like, look, you can do something like this. I said, this person they got that look, their little picture on the side, their name and the artist that did it. This person is making two hundred dollars. Just to splash this paint around like this. That's it. And I've seen yeah. you sit there for hours, hours trying to draw like a caricature, a, a, a scene, and all kinds of stuff. And you telling me that that's not worth two hundred dollars, but this little splishy splash splash shit is. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like how me and her talk. And then you know, even for her, I would take her to the Hobby Lobby, and I was just like, "All right, I'm going to pay you ten American dollars to." Uh, paint me a canvas piece and everything mm-hmm. and I, so I take it to Hobby Lobby I was like well what you gonna need to get this done she was like well I'm gonna need some canvas I'm gonna need some paint I'm gonna need this 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 and this I was like alright let's go so I was like get all the stuff that you need I was like how much does all that cost she's like well this is this it's gonna be like $30 and how much I'm paying you 10 how long is it gonna take you to do it uh, I don't know it just depends maybe about an hour or so I was like so you spent $30 to get 10 from me. So you're paying $20 for your supplies. Mm-hmm. You got to take the time out of what you're doing, you know, cause you got schoolwork and everything else or whatnot to stop and do this thing for this 10 American dollars or whatever. So, I mean, so how much do you think your time is worth for your art? And, you know, that's the conversations me and her have. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm trying to, put her in a place to where like <laughs> hey i mean if you're going to do something you know just these are the things that you got to think about you know the cost of materials the time just hell you're going to be driving one day you got to put gas in car to come here to buy the materials i mean this is a lot of things that come into play here <laughs> that's the best way to talk to your kids though because i i do the same thing is where you don't give them the answer but you give them you ask them the question so they can find the answer themselves mm-hmm I do that all the time in life and, and, and I work at a call center job now where I work at home and I do that to people and it pisses them off 
but I give them just enough. They're asking questions. You're pissed off at the company for whatever reason. And then I'm asking them questions, like leading them to like that. It's their issue. And then when that light bulb moment hits, you can tell every time mm-hmm. it's like, they just have this come to Jesus moment. And that's the best way I find people, you know, understand what you're trying to convey to them. And it just makes it easier. Yeah. And they retain that information because they found it for themselves. It was in them the whole time. It was just up to you to bring it out of them. And with, with children, that's the best way to build a productive child and a productive life because my kid's the same way. And by the way, those fucking pins are expensive. It's like $100 for these oh fucking designer pins she wanted. Fucking God. Look, let me tell you, man. Mm-hmm. We went, she, because she, typically she would use pencil and, you know, she got a couple paints and everything that she made paint from time to time. But she went to school and one of her classmates had this big box of uh, a special kind of marker or whatever that she let her use. Mm. And uh, she came home one day. She's like, can you take me to the craft store or whatever the fuck? Right. Yeah. I was like, All right. No problem. I didn't even ask her why she wanted to go. She just said she wanted to go. I knew it was some art shit. Let's go. So we up in there. I was like, well, what you looking for? She's like, um, this uh, the girl that I in the class with or whatever and this is another thing I, i've done with all my kids i try to stay away from the friends word okay. you know because and i kind of explain to them like you know why everybody ain't your fr- your fr- yep. friend you know so i was like so a girl in your class <laughs> mm-hmm. you know i had the same talk same so, talk yep so there's a girl in my class she had these uh markers or whatever she let me use them and uh, they're really really cool and you know i want to try to draw more with markers that's like because she get on youtube and she'll look at people draw with different instruments and all kind of stuff and she want to try it i was like, all right no problem i was like what kind of markers you know what they look like oh yeah they look like this they came in a box and everything so we in hobby lobby we looking around i see she's like yeah they look like this so i was like all right one marker just because they sell them in singles mm-hmm. eight fucking dollars i was like what <clears throat> for one and then I'm looking at the boxes, like $72, $84. I was like, whoa, whoa. I was like, these are expensive. I was like, and you ain't got no job. <laughs> you know? So uh-huh. we, I was like, and this is another thing. I was like, we're at a, a box store. We had to come here to find this thing. They had to pay somebody to send it to them and all kinds of stuff. So the price is going to be a little bit higher. Let's go to the almighty Amazon real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we sat inside a Hobby Lobby for about a good 30 to 45 minutes looking at shit on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> looking at markers. I was like, look, yeah. these are kind of like the ones these are or whatever, but you know, they're like 30 bucks. You know, I was like, I, I can, I can swing that. I can swing $30 for you to try these out. And if these aren't as good as the ones that you used or whatever, we'll go, we'll wait a little bit and we'll, try to revisit that down the road maybe we'll catch a sale or something or whatever we find them cheaper somewhere else but 70 something dollars versus 30 dollars I, I i could swing that so we get other 30 dollar markers everything they come in the mail the next day thank you amazon and uh she's been rocking with these shit she's really you know she's she's good she's uh, happy about this purchase and you know she hadn't really made said nothing bad about it she's like i like these and she's been drawing with them ever since that's the only hard thing, though, is keeping them focused and keeping them on that path. My daughter was a big artist. She loves art. Uh, she's really good at it. I mean, like, she stopped. Uh, something happened. She had 13. She's 14 now. She just turned 14 today. But once she turned 13 years old, 
it was done. It was just like, she became a whole different person. I'm trying to get her back into that because she's so good at it, but it's like, it's really hard because you don't want to force it on them. So I yeah. like how you, you know, you approach your kids. I'm going to try to do a little bit of that in my own uh, personal time here, but I'm looking at the time here, Rob. We've gone an hour and 40 minutes here, just sitting, shooting the breeze, man. We can do this all night long, but unfortunately, yeah. I mean, not unfortunately, I mean, it's about time for me to get my scheduled weekly uh, clap session in here with the old spouse. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm, I'm mm. not really, no, but no. I, I can understand, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, you, we, we have to do this again. I know you have a, another show you got to record. I got something I got to record here too. in about 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but man, it's been a blast. We, we got to do this more often and uh, a lot sooner because we can't even remember the hell the last time. I mean, we're, we're two old men, but it was, it was definitely over a year, way too long. Yes. I'm, I'm down. Just let me know. Absolutely, sir. You know where to find me, just an Instagram message away. But before we uh, end here, we have to do things the right way. You got to let people know where they can find you. And there's going to be descriptions in the link of the podcast, links and everything for all of Rob's great content. But just let them know, Rob. Word. You can find me on the Wizarding World of Twitter at 3R Show. You can also find me walking the hallowed halls of Walmart on Instagram at the 3R show. I mean a lot of that stuff might be transferring over to TikTok which you can also find at 3R show. Ain't a lot a lot of stuff there right now, but it, it I'm slowly getting there. Um if you want your weekly dose of professional wrestling, which hell, I'm about to go record that here in just under an hour. You can uh, find me on RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk. If you want to listen to the show live on Wednesday nights properly but we're going to be doing it live tonight on thursdays because we had a special event uh wednesday nights uh 9 p.m central and um you can listen live at mixler.com forward slash fan off and for anything else related to me my podcast and stuff you can go to randomrob.com. that's randomrob.com. and yeah shenanigans God damn, you got a lot of links. You got more links than Mr. T's gold chain. Hey, to to, to shrink that down, to simplify, simplify that, randomrob.com. That's all you got to remember, randomrob.com. That's on top. You're like those OnlyFans girls that got that link that oh, you click, man. and it's got like a whole boof, like a yeah, fucking link, portfolio of shit. Ooh, man, that's what I'm could, talking about. I wish I could start me on OnlyFans for my feet. I mean, you got anybody with a feet fetish, you know, I, I, I'm I'm tempted. Quite a <laughs> few, wife, man. I've interviewed and talked to a lot of people. <laughs> my, my wife says I have cute feet for a man. So, I mean, that coming from a woman, I mean, I think I can make some money. I think you can, my man, and you're doing well. Everybody check out Rob at his links. He's a very entertaining guy, as you can tell. Rob, thank you. For coming right. on the voices of misery, buddy. Yeah. Where the fuck is that end button? <laughs> <Keep> <laughs>